This podcast contains explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Creepy Cannabis Podcast, where we chat all things creepy, cannabis, true crime, paranormal, and weird. I'm Madeline. And I'm Rachel. And (laughs) I'm intoxicated. Which never happens. Um, There was a very important person in my life today who made the rudest, douchiest fertility comment, and I solved my problem like an adult with Mm -hmm. alcohol and cold stone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. As one does. I am half asleep. But I have arrived. <laughs> but we are here. And the moment it's over, I'll take a nap. Mm-hmm. That's how you adults. Oh no, is the thing you're smoking the one that put you to sleep? What will happen to me? Actually, this is a sativa dominant. Thank God. <laughs> I was so scared. This is called Texas Shoreline, number two. Oh, of course that bitch will be a sativa. Down in Texas. Yeah, you know they're bumping all night. <laughs> I don't know what they do there, but... It's lively. So apparently the strain first appeared in the early 1980s. That and it's known as a true old school skunk weed. It's got some some scent to her. She's she strong. does, I can confirm. Like the Texas shorelines. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, supposedly it came from the Shoreline Amphitheater after the strain made a successful debut there during a Grateful Dead concert in the 1980s. <laughs> <laughs> concert. She's a corn-fed thicky. So that's where the shoreline name came from, and it's got a very strong skunky smell that um, has like really large hairy buds and very potent effects. But it is a sativa dominant, <clears throat> so it's uh, good for like a wake and bake being consumed during the day. Um, and it's a mild body high that creeps in and takes some of the edge off. After some initially stimulating effects. Mm, I do have an edge, so that's ideal. So, people report being happy, uplifted, euphoric, creative. I could use all these things. And it's good for stress, anxiety, and pain. I have pain of the heart. Will it cure that? (laughs) Of my heart. (laughs) I got pain of my heart. Uh, My new country single drops next week. It's always the most offensive when it's the people you love that just burn the shit out of you. I had the best comeback because in my family, so okay, my husband's family, everyone is nice to your face and just talks smack about you behind your back. My family, that's what he likes. My family, (laughs) you will say the most devil-tongued shit to someone, and then as soon as it's over, you'll be like, love you, you want to get some McDonald's, and then you're just over it. And meanwhile, he's Um, like traumatized for life. But one problem with that is that... When someone says something shitty and you respond that way, it can shift some of the blame because they can reflect back on that encounter and say, well, you said really rude things to me in response, so really blah, blah, blah. So today, when this was said upon me, I said, that was really mean and nothing else. And that is very unlike me. So this person was instantly stunned and was like, uh, 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 and I was like, I'm going to walk away. And then they tried to follow me. And I said, no, don't come into my personal space. I am walking away. That is from my no-no negativity. square. 
Yes. Uh, and I got in the car and they tried to piddle it over. And I said, Sean, if they get next to that car, you run over those peats. You run them right over. Run over those feet. And sure enough, here she came hustling, <laughs> trying to put her little fingers in the car. And he was Them like, fingers going to be gone. Deuces. And he peeled wheels right <laughs> out of there. And that's a dangerous street to peel wheels on. So It is a, a treacherous <laughs> street. It is a treacherous street. So that was a risk. And then they like tried to, he was like, okay, walk away because we really do have to get out of here. And then there was like a car coming. And I was like, don't go. You're going to get hit. And then she was like, Whitney, you want that? And I was like, yeah, but I don't want your blood splatter on my car. It's new. That's now. So that's it. That's the only story I have to report. Uh, how's things looking on your end? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Surely better than... I need to hire like 600,000 people. Man, that's a lot of people to share riding the Tesla. I want that Tesla. I'm not going to lie to you. I drove past a Tesla today. Mm. And... Um, it was ugly, the one I drove past. It was hideous. Which one? Model? I don't know. It was, they don't say. It the just Model said, S is only like 35000 I could swing that. It just was red, and it had that, you know, Tesla uterus symbol. Mm. And it was driven by a guy who was like, I don't know. He kind of looked like Santa Claus's cousin. Probably, like, he had yeah. a very cheery, robust belly situation. Mm-hmm. And he was just, it was must have been on autopilot, though, because he had both hands, and he was doop, doop, dooping on that big-ass screen. But he was not swerving. Oh. So I was like, oh, it must be a stency one. Mm. Well, actually, they all come with. Low, oh, like the low. highway. Were you on the highway? Yeah. So they all come been... with highway um, auto drive, but you have to pay $10,000 if you want full, like, city. I want that. Like, I don't want a fucking car that drives itself to only drive halfway. <clears throat> if I'm taking a nap, I'm taking the whole nap. I know, but city driving, I don't know if I'd trust that. If I go, that's how I go. <laughs> at least I'll be napping at the time and I won't see it coming. Or playing video games. I mean, yes. Certainly not paying $4 a gallon for gas. I, like a fool. It's still fresh because I just got gas this morning. So but I was like, oh my God, babe, is that the price of diesel? And he was like, no. no. That's what we're about to put in this car. I'm going to be that person who rolls up to the gas station with a thing of quarters. I remember. And like $2 on pump three. I remember like April 2020. A glorious, glorious month. Four twenty <laughs> for the whole month, if you will. It was what a dollar fifty for a fucking gallon of gas. Oh, surely it was. A, it was the lowest price gas has ever been because when we moved, when we moved me <laughs> out of New York, I spent forty dollars to fill the U-Haul when I returned it. I spent forty dollars to put a quarter tank of gas in my SUV mm, this morning. Correct. I like how too. Sean never lets Maddie forget that. We offered to help her move and then proceeded to complain about it the entire time. And then every day of her life, we're like, if you ever move out, we're not helping because we had to move one piece of furniture and it was really hard. I'm going to hire movers for sure. Everything was fine with the move. It was just the couch. The couch is what did everyone in. And now it's still sitting in fucking storage. You know, I should just sell it, but whatever. No, you'll have it when the time is right. But to be fair, everything else was perfectly packaged and very easy to move. The couch was even easy to move, but trying to get that bitch, and it was not happening. Mm -mm. They tried every Mm -mm. way. I felt really bad. I didn't feel bad because I like to see a little bit of pain in their eyes because I'm soulless. But Maddie felt bad. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's what you get for thinking you can man smush this couch through this hole. And almost, it was like two inches off. It was very close. Okay, sorry. I got distracted. What are we talking about today? So, today... And the picture that I posted on our Instagram is actually from our trip 
to New Orleans. Yeah. The La Laurie Mansion. That's when we, it was the first day that we got there and we went right to the French Quarter and then we got those alligator sausages. They were really good. I don't think I ate those. Maybe it was just me and Jim. It could have been Sean too. He eats some weird shit, but I definitely so like gator. No thanks. Like when we went back, I had to get that alligator sausage. That was like my first. That was right after my first IVF, so I was like mm-hmm. slightly pregnant, and I didn't know the over under on consuming gator. Fair. So I think I was like, mm, let me get some <coughs> dessert. <coughs> <coughs> She's in the rejuvenating phase. <coughs> okay. So yes, we took that picture of her house, <coughs> but this episode is about. Madame LaLaurie. LaLaurie? Who was born Marie Delphine McCarty. <laughs> Not even close. I mean, obviously she got that from marriage, but still. <laughs> in New Orleans, um, which was Spanish Louisiana in 1787. And she was born into a very affluent family that owned, obviously, numerous slaves. 1787 in New Orleans. I see. Although. Why do um, you need so many? Like, how many things need to be accomplished in a fucking day? Mm. I mean, lazy. I have one husband and he gets it all done daily. <laughs> but you could use two. With one dirty look <laughs> and no payment. Uh, I don't know. It's wrong either way, but like fucking surely you don't need 27. Apparently she did. Okay. Well, everyone did back then. That was white. And although there was really nothing interesting in her childhood, basically at four, the Haitian Revolution erupted in 1791, and during this revolution, her uncle was murdered by his slaves. Oh, um, no. Her I poor mean, like, uncle. good, but... Sad. <laughs> and the revolution caused slave owners to be a lot harsher, and uh, obviously in the hopes of preventing further uprisings, so it, like, made it very hostile. You think further that's going to work? No. Okay. That's not an episode about intelligence. It's fine. And so a lot of people speculate that witnessing that revolution and the murder of her uncle ignited this evil in her. Um, And she probably or maybe treated her slaves so appallingly as a way to avenge her uncle, but probably not because I think she was just a sociopath. Um, Yeah, and there's really nothing to avenge. Like any right-minded person would come out of that and say, you know, hey, I know this is what everyone else is doing, but maybe these people have a point, and this is, like, a really fucking hateful way for someone to have to live. Let me change. Instead, no she became... No think that when they don't have to do anything and they get to be rich. Yeah, I don't know, because I've never been rich, so maybe that's just what I'm missing out on, the class part of it, because I grew up hella poor. I am a cancer, so I am very empathetic. Mm-hmm. I yeah. also um, had not even two dimes to rub together as a child so certainly (laughs) surely so madame la lorie was married three times to affluent men and had five children uh her first two husbands died her 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 third husband was a young doctor named leonard la lorie whose last name she obviously took hence becoming infamously known as madame la lorie and they lived together with their slaves at 1140 Royal Street in the French Quarter, which is what I posted on our Instagram, in their <clears throat> three-story mansion. It is gigantic. Yeah, and they were a very affluent family, so they constantly threw lavish parties. They were well-respected, members of society for some reason, and they were. she was pretty much a socialite, and everyone wanted to be her. Was she, like, pretty? I don't think so. 
I mean, not on the inside. I just not her looks. I don't think so. Hmm, I see. Wow. But I feel like that was a weird time where you, like, were considered desirable just based on, like, all the things you possessed. Oh, yeah, for and she sure. she clearly for had sure. many possessions. Yeah. And, well, this says she was beautiful and courteous, but I don't believe that for a damn second. <laughs> <laughs> her wicked ways probably started while she was married to her third husband. Um, there was no evidence that she tortured anyone or murdered anyone before that. And it's unclear as to whether her husband was also actively involved in the torture, but... Um, Probably. If they're torturing people and he's a doctor, he, like, knows things about anatomy, I feel like he's involved. It's crazy. But I'm going to go, like, walk you through her three husbands. So, husband number one, she was barely 14. When she got married. Okay, that's dramatic. Because he was probably like 40 fucking seven. 35. Okay. (laughs) Widow. Ramon. (laughs) And he was an officer of the Spanish crown and um, second in command to Louisiana governor at the time. And he'd recently lost his wife on a treacherous and cruel voyage from Spain to Louisiana. It's Um, horrible. Yeah, there was a lot more detail on that, but it was really fucked up and like... They didn't tell them how long it was going to be, and she got sick, and it was just, oof. Okay, it wasn't like she just, like, fell overboard, like some shit went down? No, I think she got sick. Okay. Don't quote me on that. Okay. Um, Strike that from the record. (laughs) But he and Delphine were married um, in a private ceremony in 1800, and five years later, um, he was dead. Okay. (laughs) He boarded a ship uh, to make his way back to his expecting wife. Um, from Spain to Louisiana, but he had pissed off, like, a bunch of higher-ups in Spain doing some shit. I don't remember. I didn't include it in my notes, but <laughs> he really pissed them off. Wait, so they sent him back at the worst possible time to travel. This is the second husband or the first, first one? First one. And the <laughs> wife was in Louisiana? She was in Louisiana, pregnant, waiting for his return from Spain. And when did she die? Or he died? He, he is dead. I don't know what I thought. She I dies heard. after... She tortures all these damn people. Oh, I'm th- no, no. I was thinking the first guy's wife. No, no, she, the, she the mean lady's pregnant mm-hmm. in 14. Louisiana. Yeah, fourteen. Okay, somehow yeah, my drunk brain like heard the drunk wife die, and then I'm like, oh no, the drunk wife. <laughs> the first is- wife is dead. She's irrelevant. Why did I say drunk wife, guys? I'm sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Continue. Everyone else surely is listening. But he pissed off a lot of people, and so they sent him specifically at the worst possible time to travel via boat. And they hit a sandbar off the shores of Havana, and he was killed. Havana, na na na. I know. Of they <laughs> But he he died. Yeah. So uh, R.I.P. Um, she gave birth to their daughter and returned home to New. Oh, I guess she was also. I don't remember. She was somewhere else, but she returned <laughs> to New Orleans, a widow, mother, and then that's when she found out that New Orleans was no longer under Spanish rule, and it was now American, America. America. Was she from Louisiana or was she from like Spain? Um, she was born in New Orleans, okay. but it was Spanish owned Louisiana at the time. Okay, I couldn't remember what you said, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I need to focus. It was under Spanish rule. Okay. I guess she went somewhere and came back and now it's America. America. <laughs> um, but she was soon to be married again on her twentieth birthday. Well, not really soon, but On her 20th birthday in 1807, just a few weeks after her mother died, she married an older Frenchman, widower, Chambal, oh, Chambal, (laughs) John Paul. (laughs) Chambal? Principal Trunchbull out of No, I just said it too fast. Okay. Jean Paul. Jean Paul? Um. Wee wee. (laughs) 
And basically, so Delphine's mother had actually quite a bit of money and divided her estate between her three children. And Jean-Paul, a a savvy businessman, probably saw her inheritance as an opportunity. And he was a ruthless businessman who was very active in the slave trade, as well as politics, and an associate to the notorious pirate brothers, Jean and Pierre Lafitte. Oh, no. Um, I don't know what that means. But anyway, her inheritance of $33,000 made for a healthy dowry, and her mother also left her um, a plantation on the banks of the Mississippi River, 52 slaves, and livestock and farm equipment. I don't want to, like, I don't like the word plantation, but I want to live in a big old mansion, like, on a swamp. Ew. Yeah, with gators. No, you don't. Because then nobody would come to it. Someone could throw your body to the gators and, no, and they'd never find you. They'd have to find my house in the middle of a swamp and they'd they would. be able to. <laughs> and then Arlo would bark at them and eat them. I mean, who just gives someone, uh, whatever. Well, it was her mom, right? Yeah. R.I.P. How many plantations did they have? She spilled her estate between three people. Well, they were a very affluent family. You said so. And she probably got something from when, like, her brother died. Then her father gave her another plantation on some (laughs) street that sounds like Chartles. (laughs) (laughs) Could be Chartels. Chartress. Chartreuse? It's probably Chartres. <laughs> and an additional 26 slaves. Um, in today's value, her inheritance was worth pretty much $2 million, like at the time. And then less than a year after the Battle of New Orleans, um, Jean Blanc passed away. So. R.I.P. And then she inherited all his shit, too? Well, I'm pretty sure he married her for her money. Is that how it was back then? Like, you married the chicks for their dowry that their father left for them? Well, that's how what he did. Okay. Because he was a savvy businessman. That's also what it was like on Bridgerton, that TV show on Netflix. Mm -hmm. It was like the girls would have to have like a frothy dowry for the guy. So it's like, bitch, when the fuck do they have to make some money? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) My my suitors would have been very disappointed. (laughs) Then we get to husband number three. The last one. Sir Joan. So when Dr. LaLaurie came into the picture in 1825... Um, Delphine was pretty much an experienced woman of wealth at that point. She, oh, he arrived from France um, with a mission to start his physician's practice, um, basically being a chiropractor and straightening crooked backs. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> oh. I don't know what I thought he was, but I wasn't expecting a chiropractor. <laughs> like, I was thinking he was like a surgeon or like, no. I don't know, a pediatrician. He wanted to destroy hunches. I mean, I can appreciate <laughs> Quote that. unquote. Who the fuck had hunches back then? Like, I'm typing at a desk for 14 hours a day. Bitch, I got a hunch. Oh, I know, right? And he was basically... So, yeah, he was basically a chiropractor in 1826. One of her children needed some help being straightened out. Henceforth, the romance began. <laughs> oh. Ooh. She, like... Okay. Picture this. She... She's so affluent, affluent, whatever. She's that. She's apparently courteous and gorgeous. And she's just like, oh, I'm a widow. She strolls in to the doctor's mm-hmm. office and she's like, Dr. LaLaurie, my child needs to be straightened out. Look at my bosom and my dowry. And mm-hmm. he was like, if I okay. like it, then I'm going to put a ring on. <laughs> Did they get rings back then or just promises? 
Well, they definitely got the D because <laughs> one thing we do know is that she was pregnant with his child out of wedlock. Oh, bitch. She was like, you know what? I've been married enough. I don't need that negativity in my life. I mean, sh- he put a ring on it. So, and yeah, they had that shotgun wedding and a life full of bliss. Mm-hmm. And she was 40 and he was 25. First of all, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. She had had enough of that shit. She new father like, in get... a new country with a very wealthy wife. Let me get that young man buns. Mm-hmm. Those yes, buns. Ma'am. <laughs> she saw him cracking that back and she was like, crack my back. Yeah, but um, apparently their marriage was not a happy one and they were known to fight often, separate, fight often, separate, and then return to each other. Sounds and, healthy to me. Um, some of these letters from friends that were archived to mention her cruelty to her slaves at the beginning of it. Which I guess, I don't know. Maybe she was just like so bitter <clears throat> she snapped. I, I just don't think that anybody becomes like a monster overnight. Like I really don't. She just like didn't have that hard of a life though. No, but she did get like married at 14 and like I get it, that was a thing at the time, but, like, thinking about myself at 14, marrying some old-ass guy, like, I that mean, would tragic, be so terrifying. Tragic, for sure, but that doesn't yeah. mean you kill people. Oh, there are zero excuses made for her, but I feel like j- she didn't have, like, some of the things you hear about, like, so-and-so witnessed somebody being murdered as a child or mm-hmm. whatever, but, like, that shit's dramatic. True. I'm glad it's not a thing anymore. But, like, for me in, in our privileged mm-hmm. country... And pretty much rumors about her wicked ways started to spread when people were noticing that, like, a lot of her slaves would just mysteriously disappear. And though slaves were often treated as lesser human beings during the time, there were still laws that prohibited unusual, cruel, oh, unusually cruel treatment. Right, like, you can't go, like, literally murdering people. Or torturing people. Yeah. There's a spider on the wall. How big? Oh my god, you can't even, it's a size of a I see it. Remember that one in the living room that time? <gasps> no. That was not That horrible. was torture. Um, but without any concrete proof of malpractice, people could do nothing about their suspicions, of course. And of course, it was certainly a time, like, there was just a revolution that did not, like, lead to their freedom. They're certainly not going to be like, let me stand up about this. That's yeah. really sad. I don't want to get bummed out. It's fucked up. But... Um, things soon changed when a neighbor heard some screaming coming from, you know, 1140 Royal Street. And it was one of <coughs> Madame LaLaurie's youngest slaves, eight-year-old Leah, running away from her to avo- avoid being beaten, pretty much. And in an attempt to avoid the cruel punishment, um, she basically jumped out of a window. Did she die? Yeah. Yeah, okay. She jumped out of one on the top, sorry. I don't want to be thought of as lesser intelligent, but we've talked about this many times, and I do not think in any way my school upbringing ever, like, intentionally left out, like, important history things, like, nothing like that, but we focus a lot more on, like, home economics and, like, preparing you for certain <laughs> things. I don't know why, but my brain either didn't know or blacked out. I just never imagined or fathomed, like, child slaves. I, I know I have known or had to have known that was a thing, but, like, just then mm-hmm. when you said that, I was like, wait, why is it, a like, a child? 
Oh, yeah, I was generational. And I was not prepared to, like, mentally accept that in my life. And now I'm very upset. It's pretty hard to mentally accept that anyone thought that they could just oh, use a human being correct, but like for just free to I, do things for them. I guess because like I already knew that, like I was prepared to hear it, but like I was not prepared to hear about this tiny little baby. I mean, obviously, slavery has been like all of human history, which is yeah. even crazier because it's crazy. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the point. Like that, everybody's sick and tired of. Like, this is not like some old ways like this is some fucking still fresh barely done bullshit Mm -hmm. but i just i don't know i wasn't picturing like her like waxing like tiny baby slaves and i'm just like upset slavery still exists by the way it's just in the industrialized prison system in america (laughs) i mean let's be honest we've all seen the movie life well all of us that are old Mm. and yeah, it's really fucked up. And she basically jumped to her death, and then they hid her body in a well on the grounds. Okay, so the lady didn't, like, see her. Like, they, she just heard her screaming. She didn't mm-hmm. actually, like... That's, oh, like, they, like, her and her husband hid her body? Uh, yeah. Mm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And that incident ultimately led the authorities to take all of their slaves. Um, oh, like, they found that she... Like, they confirmed she had killed her? Or, like, she had jumped to, a death, jumped to her death, but they confirmed and found her body? Um, yeah, maybe they did find the body. I actually, I don't know. It's not in my notes, so now I don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> but they must have if it they, Yeah, maybe, maybe like, she okay. did see it happen. But they, I know that they found her body um, in a well. Like, it was hidden in a well. But, of course, she had her, um, so her slaves were auctioned off, and she had a family member buy all of them and return them to her. So it's fine. That's fucked up. It's fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> I hate this woman. She's and, just so crusty. And like you've seen Coven. What is that? American Horror Story. No, I don't watch American Horror Story. <gasps> I forgot. I don't think it's scary at all. I'm sorry. Don't come for me. I am going to watch the one with Macaulay Culkin though because that's my bitch. Is that a new season? It's the one coming out. Okay, well, you should watch Coven because literally Madame LaLaurie is in that season. They literally, her character is a whole, a huge aspect of it. And it's the woman, Kathy Bates. <gasps> Dude, I saw her in Misery. Mm-hmm. That bitch is cutthroat mm-hmm. as an actress. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure she's a sweetie as a person. She plays Madame LaLaurie in the I could show. see her being perfect for this type of character, mm-hmm. though. Because, first of all, she can do a really good, like, um... It's fucked up. Accent, like a, a New Orleans accent. Mm-hmm. She can do a really good one. Yeah, I've seen her can. do it in something yeah, she else. Can. And she just has that, like, down home. I'll There's fuck something you up. even more fucked up about, like, <laughs> someone with that accent torturing you. Yeah, because what movie was it? Was it Django? Where I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio was in New Orleans, maybe, or had that accent. I want to say it was Django. Django wasn't in. Was that in New Orleans? They traveled around and they ended up on the plantation. I thought it was Mississippi. Candyland's in Mississippi. Maybe it is Mississippi. I just remember, like, a video, uh, sidebar, a video of, um, have you seen that movie, right? What? Django? I've seen it, like, 600 Where times. Leonardo DiCaprio cuts his hand. Yeah, he actually blood. cut his hand. Yes, and he rubbed blood on that woman's face. Yes. I'd be like, I'm sorry, sir. I don't know what the fuck award you think you're going for, but back the fuck up. I mean, he stayed in character. That shit. man should have gotten an Oscar for that. He, he did get jaded on many Oscars. The fact that he didn't get one until The Revenant. Like, are you fucking kidding what the me? Fuck? We've all seen what's eating Gilbert Grape. I know. That's better. R.I.P. Johnny Depp. Wait, he is in that, right? 
He's the older brother? Yeah. Okay. Is he dead? His career is dead. Oh. Oh, my God. Thanks for that. Jesus. Fucking Amber Heard. (laughs) She's out there wrecking lives left and right. She's a crazy person. (sighs) Just a reminder, guys, that domestic violence can go both ways. um, And I do, in fact, believe that she was an abusive monster. She is the abuser. I'm not excusing him. I'm sure there's things on both ends. But I've heard some shit from her. And I just want all the men out there to know, all four of you that listen to this, that if a woman is hitting you, that is abuse. If she is mentally mean to you, that is abuse. And I will fuck her up. Especially going after Johnny Depp like that. He's beautiful. I know. Her she's better than a relationship. So she gets her... I don't like... I know that's the word. I hate the word slaves, by the way. Well, yeah. So she gets them back, and I guess the authorities are just like, oh well, or they're just don't know because she lives like out in this plantation. She doesn't live well. No, because she's at her house. It's literally in the middle of the French Quarter. Okay, everyone heard Maddie say she had multiple fucking properties. I mean, yes. I don't know which one she's torturing. One, hopefully not the one. The one she's torturing them in is the one that's in the middle of the French Quarter. Let me pull my Instagram. I need to reference this house while you're talking to me. Um, and it's like right on the corner of the street. Okay. Um, and then you head down the street, and that's when you get to the French, um, the market. I have too many Instagram pages. Let me get to the proper one. Anywho, yeah. So wait, really, not a lot of privacy if you really think about it. We're up to thirty followers. We had another follower on Instagram. <laughs> me, Ed. First of all, this house is humongo. Second of all, like, what big, do you have like, to be upset about? I don't know. Really, the true extent of her ill treatment was not found out until April 10th, 1834, and on this day, a fire broke out in the residence, and the fire had started in the kitchen. When the police and fire marshals arrived on the scene, they found the house cook, an elderly woman, chained to the stove. Chained to the stove. Well, you're fucking clearly unstable. If not only you're going to do that, but then you're going to burn your fucking own house down. Um, who... Who do you think burned the house down when you just said that? I, before you told me this woman was chained to the stove, I thought that one of the slaves burned the house down because they had had a fucking enough. Yeah, she, she started the fire. She was chained to the stove and she started the fire in an attempt to commit suicide. Uh, How bad would your life have to be to say to yourself, you know what? It is better to literally burn to death and have my flesh ripped off of my bones than to spend one more moment in the life I'm living. Think about that next time you're like, I don't understand what privilege is. Mm. It's fine. It's fine. I hate white people. I don't even. I hate just the thought. I hate just the inability to empathize as a person because I don't feel like. I don't think it has to be synonymous with your skin color. It's mm. not just that. I've seen many people. It's just not just that, but it is that. Don't be. Gr- I don't know. Because I, of historical significances that have led to this moment in time where unfortunately it does. I don't know. I think that's like a very broad stroke thing. That's just my opinion on it, but which we're all allowed to have different ones. I think it's just gross to be a gross person, period. Yeah. No one is above anyone else. That's just a fact. We were all created equally. This is for the Christians who are like, but not me. I'm special because Jesus said equal. Look up the meaning in the dictionary. <laughs> but, you know, just just be a person with a soul that thinks about other souls and not just yourself. Because really, everything comes down to selfishness and fear. Like, mm-hmm. don't be gross. 
grow and learn. Mistakes happen. Just be better. Just be better. Don't be this bitch. This lady, I mean, good for her for saying, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to take this whole place with me. But mm-hmm. that's and really horrible that you your circumstances are so bad that you think that's better. Yeah, well, apparently they interrogated her <clears throat> and Madame LaLaurie had threatened to take her to the top room, which would be the top floor of the house. And according to the cook, no one who went to the top room ever came back. Wait, the cook who set herself on fire? Mm-hmm. She didn't die? No, 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 no. No. She set herself on fire and lived? No, she set the house on fire. Oh! Maddie, I thought she was chained to the stove. And no. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to set... I'm going to turn the stove on and burn this whole place no. down. No, well, yeah, she did. She did do that. But the fire marshal got there quickly enough because they were in the goddamn middle of the French Quarter. They're in, like, the city. So, like, on top of that, you, like lived but she started the fire to get a the police there and b hopefully i don't know to kill her i mean why just so the police can send you all to auction and then fucking let her buy you back (laughs) okay it's fine proceed so she tells them about the top floor yeah and no one ever came back from there so she decided it's better to take her own life than to go through that bullshit which frankly same i mean yes i would be same um so obviously they broke into the top floor to investigate the claims and for sure it was pretty much hell on earth for anyone who found themselves up there and this is definitely a trigger warning probably because yeah it's just not great like it's not good stuff and if you don't like any brutal things you could probably just skip ahead a little bit that's fair because I like how you're looking at me to, to gauge <laughs> how I'm doing. Like, do I need to go in the other room? I'm sensitive, guys. I don't have it in me. I'm over here like, why can't everyone just be empathetic? <laughs> it's fucked up. It's like some Jeffrey Dahmer shit. Like some Fifty Shades without the joy. Yeah. In the top room, pretty much, it was a torture room. So anyone who was alive was, like, by a thin string. And... No one was given any food, any water. There was one that was found wrapped with her intestines. Um, and another was found with their mouth sewn shut. Were these people all dead? No. What about the lady with the intestines? I don't know, but she... Um, um, uh, the woman whose mouth was sewn shut, it had poop in it. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm really uncomfortable. I literally, for the first time in my life, had nothing to say. Yeah. I was just like, okay. They had literally metal bars with spikes around their neck to prevent them from being able to move um, their heads. While others were put into small cages um, and they would break their bones to be able to fit them in there. There is no way that this lady didn't have these thoughts or tendencies her whole life you I, do not that's what i was up, saying yeah you don't just wake up one day like you don't like she's fucked up or there's a lot of other things that happen throughout like that she did to other people throughout her whole life that just were never found out about you don't go from nothing to that overnight she's fucking sadistic she must like, have been killing small animals or something and no one knew but, about it or she could have killed previous like slaves yeah. in the past and then Mm-hmm. And they just like didn't know or find out about it. But and I'm some of these people were alive like barely. Or 
Or, okay, think about this, though, because this is, like, clearly there's a setup in this upper level. Like, they're prepped for this. That's their go-to room. It could have been a family thing. And she just was dumb and didn't get away with it, thank God. Or would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for that young girl who was, like, I'm at least going to make a scene. So Mm -hmm. I wonder if it was, like, a family thing where they had always done it and, like, she had always done it. I just, you just don't go from zero to that. No, you don't. It's crazy. So they, okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right, I'm ready. I needed a mental break. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, obviously people were pretty shocked. Um, it made it into local newspaper, which reported a witness, probably one of the police, who had seen seven slaves, more or less horribly mutilated, suspended by the neck with their limbs stretched and torn from one extremity to the other. Taking... Aside, like, human decency, how do you not get sick to your fucking stomach doing stuff like that? I'm not a person who gets, like, squeamish around blood because, like, I work at a vet, but, like, I, I do, do get grossed out. I get grossed out by, like, um, body wounds. So not, like, blood. I literally got a paper cut at work the other day, and I was like, Ugh. When people cut themselves and they put it in their mouth, you know, like, that yeah. sickens me. But, uh, yeah, I get, like, disturbed by, like, flesh wounds and, like, the mm. look of, like, mangled flesh, but mm-hmm. not, like, blood itself. I would rather get shot than not be burned on, like, most of my skin. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, For, survive I'd a gunshot wound versus Rather almost anything to burn than drowning. Yeah, no, I can't have that. Because I feel like drowning would feel like burning. Like, the pain of drowning would feel like burning. Because really? you're holding your breath for all that time. and that, You ever get water in your lungs? It burns. Yeah, but not, like... It's not, like your not like a fire. Off, but they both have, like, a... No, but, like, to drown... You're literally in I'd rather drown than burn to death. No. Yes. I'd rather burn to death because with no, burning... No, you would like, burn so slow, bro. Your dermis would take so long to get in there. But you would go into shock. You would go into shock. Not Whereas with drowning, enough. you would have to... It, I don't know. I think they're equally gross. Like, none of that for me. I'd rather freeze to death. Although I've heard... Like, I tell Sean all the time, I'm not, like, really afraid of death like that. Like, I pretty firmly believe I'm going to heaven. I'm afraid of how I'm going to die. Yes. Yeah, like, I'm mm-hmm. not afraid of, like, the afterlife because mm-hmm. it's either... I firmly believe in my whole heart it's either going to be heaven or nothing. I cannot end up on a podcast. <laughs> I... My biggest fear is that no one ever knows what happened to me. You know? Yeah. Like, they're, they're just like, where like is just she? just a missing person. Because I feel like that's... Like, at least if I were to die in a car accident or whatever, my family knows and they can start processing. But, like, hope is brutal. Mm-hmm. Hoping that someone will turn up or not knowing. And then, like, you're stuck and you don't want to move on with your life because you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, maybe, like, bleh. That makes me weirded out. Yeah. I don't know. This lady's, like, I feel a little nauseous. She's pretty much the fucking worst. She reminds me of that lady that Bailey Sarian talked about that, like, thought that rubbing herself down with, like, young girl's blood would make her live forever mm-hmm. or whatever or keep mm-hmm. her pretty. Mm-hmm. Like, I okay, bet she did that. Those two fucking bitches should join a book club together. I bet she did that. And, I mean, the extremely cruel treatment of the slaves was obviously illegal and therefore warranted criminal sanctions. And the New Orleans community was extremely outraged by the cruel nature of what they had done so it led to many people wanting to serve justice themselves and mobs destroyed the mansion and pretty much all of the property on that street i feel encouraged that at least like there was a group of people several groups of people that were like what the fuck because i feel like you already had to be like 
you already own even slaves. slaves. You know what I mean? Like you already own slaves. Like you already have something like you need to work on. But like <laughs> I do feel encouraged on. that they're like, dude, what the fuck though? Like that's not especially in New Orleans. I just don't understand people. Um and pretty much like as they were destroying the property, they found numerous graves on the property um, belonging to all the people that she'd murdered. I'm like fucking surprised she's not going to have to bury anybody. Um, but unfortunately, before they could get to her and her family, they fled the area and were never seen no. in New Orleans again. No! She had a pretty loyal member of her staff, and amid the mayhem and flames, the coachman brought her carriage around and she got into it. So she, she lived up the rest of her life? Yeah, so angry citizens tried desperately to hold on to the horses and snatch her from the carriage, but they escaped the crowd. Dude, I love animals and I never want to hurt one, but I have to take a horse out. And basically she went to this lake where she boarded a boat and fled. And when the coachman went back, which I don't know why the fuck he would go back there. Oh, what an um, idiot. They pretty much stabbed him and the horses to death. The crowd. Even the horses had to die, man. Yeah, and no one really knows what happened to her after the fire. Well, it's not much is known, and it's believed that she fled to Paris, where she died in 1849. Probably peacefully, that bitch. You know what? I say that sometimes when I'm like, no, what has to be wrong in your brain to be capable of that? There's no way you've ever felt real peace or joy. You can't they're not synonymous like you could not feel actual joy as a person if your brain allows you to get to that point i believe that i hope so i believe it i'm so disappointed i don't like unsolved or unfinished things i know she's fucking worst it really disappoints me because it's just like like i literally itch right now those poor people i mean the only I don't even have anything positive. Mm-mm. I don't have a silver lining. I don't have a positive. I don't have anything. I mean, the horses even died. The horses. That poor child. Who even knows, like, the ramifications of, like, what those people... Like, okay, so you get rescued, cool. Patched up, maybe, and then you have to go into Oh, you'll never elsewhere. recover from that. Like, and even if, even if like, you, you didn't have to go back into slavery, like, your brain... I can't get over an episode of Grey's Anatomy from last week, let alone actual pain or suffering. Torture. Like, oh god, I don't like torture anyway. I don't like any. I don't like any murder, of course. But like, there's just certain things that you just are like, nah, no. Like, there's what was even the hell. purpose? Like, first of all, presumably you have these people that are working for you against their will already, but. They're there to provide a service to you. They are literally serving you. They are cleaning for you. They are cooking for you. They are probably raising your fucking devil children. Oh, absolutely. So, like, what could they be doing wrong? You literally wake up, have everything handed to you. What are you so angry about towards them that you have to torture them? Like, I don't even understand that. Like, what? Like, what is... So, that's why I just am like, no, she's just a person who was born a serial killer and had an easy group of people to victimize who had no one to help them and no one to stop her. So she was like, why would I have to go hunt in these streets when I have 56 people right here that, you know, are not able to stand up for themselves and not permitted to get support? I'm just going to fucking torture them. I know it's a true crime podcast, but one of these days I'm just going to come in here and tell a story about a kitten. You could do like that. One time there was this kitten and it purred and then I cried. 
And that's what we're doing. I already know what I'm going to do for my next one. What are you going to do for your next one? Should I give it away? Yeah. Get the people pumped. I'm going to do the story of Anna Nicole Smith. Do you know? (gasps) I do know that story. Well, I know a bit about that story because about the time that I remember hearing about it, I was really interested in like... um, I was watching some Playboy show. What's mm-hmm. that? Uh, the Girls mm-hmm. Next Door. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, being hearing about her from that and then, like, going back and looking into it. It's so, so fascinating. I think that I don't know what I want to do, but I kind of feel like I want to do another haunting. I liked it much more do than I thought. Movie. Yeah, I just feel like sometimes having to hear about people doing horrible things is really exhausting. And That's sad. true. But, like ghosts or demons like at least i don't have to like feel charged (laughs) by things you know i'm just like okay it's just like cruel because it's a cruel thing yeah so i think i might do that because i i sometimes it does like when i'm researching let's all hope that she got cholera and died really really just like shitting herself to death you know maybe we'll just hope that well, because it's presumed that she fled to Paris. She could have, like, oh, yeah. died in the water, She could have done Well, no. I mean, I think people knew that she escaped or something. I don't know. There was, like, probably sightings. Probably. A supposed sighting. Either way, I still don't believe anybody who's capable of that, like, is happy as a person. Like, I don't think she's... She might, like, think she's happy doing those evil things, but I don't think she's ever felt, like, real joy. I don't know. I'll just imagine that she died some terrible way. That's what I like to hope. That's all we can <laughs> dream of. Well, that's been real and depressing. I'm going to definitely need a fucking upper after that. <laughs> I know. I should probably not drink anymore for these podcasts because that didn't help either. I was like, didn't oh, hurt. Drinking doesn't like make me upbeat like smoking does. Drinking makes me like kind of like on the sad. Like I don't get sad when I drink, but drinking mm-hmm. mixed with something difficult becomes more difficult. That's what I was trying to say. It's depressing. I couldn't think of the word I wanted. I wouldn't consider cannabis a stimulant, necessarily. But it takes away my anxiety. Whereas, like, drinking Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. takes away all inhibition, but my anxiety still exists. True that. Well, it's been fun. And we'll see you next time. Except we won't see you. (laughs) Bye.